Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the life hacks they demand. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. Hello, everyone. Hello. The audience, not you. We've oh, gathered you here today. Oh. Yes, we've to gathered you here this thing called li- or to get through this thing called life. Is yep. that uh, this one? To this crazy little thing called love. Called it's it's Matt's funeral. But... Oh, oh, my funeral. Yep. Okay. Rest in peace. Rest in bliss. Yep. Um, Have you been? You've been listening to the podcast recommendation I made last week. No, I don't remember it. <laughs> I remember it, but I haven't started yet. Yeah, I recommended Brett Goldstein's podcast films to be buried with, and oh, at the right. beginning of every episode, he, after talking to the guest for ten minutes, he's like, "Oh my god, I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you that you died." Fun. Yeah, it's a pretty good, good premise. <laughs> anyway. Oh man. <sighs> What'd you do this week, Matt? The last oh, last week right on Earth. It. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Um, well, you guys are going to be so mad at me. Get ready to be Uh-oh. so mad. Okay. You guys are going to be so, so mad. You played Zelda. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> I mean, I did a little bit, but I, I purposefully stopped playing Zelda with all of my free gaming time because... I wanted to play the new Diablo 4 that came out this week. Boo! And guys... It's pretty good. <laughs> now, what is Diablo for? You're you're doing the like morning TV show host uh, question where you're like, now what do you? Why is it called a shoe? No, I'm doing more like a, a somebody get me a butt for, and then you mm. say, what's a butt for? And you mm, say for pooping. Good. Yep. Yeah, that is a good joke. Um, anyway, Diablo Four is a continuation of the popular Blizzard video game series Diablo, where you play a human that lives in a world where angels world. and demons exist and are constantly warring. Um, so the real but, world. Well, maybe no. I uh, you know medievally style magic exists kind of stuff. But one of the things that I like about the Diablo series is the is that they. It is entirely dedicated to the idea that if you were a person living in such a world, you would not be like, oh, the angels are here to save me, thank God. You'd be like, both of those things are terrifying, and I want them both to stay the fuck away from me as much as possible. Mm, So you're killing some angels, is what you say. You do kill a lot of angels in the previous Diablo games. I haven't gotten that far in this one yet to know if that happens, but yes, you... In all of the previous Diablo games, you start out killing, like, bugs and zombies, and then later you start killing demons, and eventually you have to go into heaven and be like, fucking knock it off, guys, and kill all the angels as well. If I I were an angel in a world like this, I would simply Mm -hmm. approach someone with my hands raised and say, be not afraid. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sounds like it would work. Then they'd be chill with me. What if they chopped your head off with a sword, though? That's fine. I have a sword that uh, shoots fire in all directions at the same time. Oh, but, n- yeah, but you now you're perpetuating anymore, the situation. <laughs> now it's a war all over again. Yeah, it's a war that the angels will win. Mm-hmm. Um, but this game, the villain is Lilith. Oh, yeah. Um, and From Fraser? Con- yeah, exactly. Whoa, cool. Oh, God, uh, she was voiced by B.B. Newworth. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, very good. I mean, she might be. I don't know who does the voice. <laughs> Um, but she, the concept is that she was the person who was the architect of the world in which humans now live, 
but she had built it to be the battleground for the war. And mm-hmm. she's like, why are humans here? What are you guys? I didn't make you. That's so. pretty good. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but it's the reason that I felt I needed it is because I've been extremely busy lately. And sitting down to play Tears of the Kingdom is fun, but requires a level of intellectual engagement where I'm like yeah. thinking about what I'm doing and making plans for where to go next and all of that stuff. And sometimes you just want a game that you don't have to think about at all. You're just clicking on bugs to make them explode and looking for like an upgrade to your armor slot or whatever. Mm. I really like, like that. Um, they discussed this game on Besties this week, and mm. they had guest Ron Funches, and he says he did, he never liked the Diablo games when he was young. He was like, mm-hmm. this is a numbers go up game for 40-year-olds, and I hate it. And he's like, now mm. I'm 40, and I get it. Yes. <laughs> you need it. You just, I think everyone, and I think this was what Animal Crossing was for people who aren't me when mm-hmm. it came out. Like, sometimes you need a game where the idea of it isn't to be good at the game, but rather to allow the game to continue to go and, like, pull you along with it. Yeah. Like, you, it, it doesn't require any effort to play the game, you know? Yeah. Which is nice. Which is weird because I know that there are people out there who play these Diablo games with, like, spreadsheets open and are like, okay, well, this one, this, I need to find an item that boosts this stat in order to optimize this skill or whatever. And, like, that, to me, that seems counter to the entire point of playing Diablo, which is to turn your brain off and just have fun. I've, but anyway. I've, I've only, I've never uh, gotten into the, that kind of, like, top-down Diablo-style game, but mm-hmm. I've played other, I've played, like, Borderlands, which steals the entire loot system and, like, core gameplay loop of go kill monsters and collect their guts and, like, yeah. get purple weapons and they're the best ones. Yes, although I do feel like Borderlands really fucked it up because one of the nice things about Diablo is when you get new equipment, in addition to, you know, it boosts this skill, it boosts that skill, it add, you get more money from killing monsters or whatever. At the top, there's just a number that's like, this is how good this sword is at attacking. And it, the number is green if it's better than the one you currently have, and it's red if it's worse than the one you currently have. So... Every time you get an item, you can look at it and say, okay, this is better or worse than my current thing, and then just sell everything that's worse, done and done. Mm-hmm. Borderlands had eight numbers, I think. Some of them would be green, some of them would be red, and you'd be like, well, fuck, which one's more important? All of that shit. I don't know why they ever did that. You have so, to do, yeah, you have to do like a lot of cost-benefit analysis to like, do I want to get rid of this weapon? Because... This one fires, uh, has, like, a bigger magazine, but it doesn't do as much damage per second, so... Yeah. Yeah. I also like that in Diablo, weapons will affect how much damage you do, but they really don't fucking matter at all in terms of what you can do. Like, if you have a sword and you're a wizard that can cast lightning bolts, you can shoot it out of your sword, but if you switch to a, a, a magic wand, you still shoot lightning bolts. It's the same attack. I'm a wizard a with a sword. Of damage. It's a challenging idea. Mm, yep. I mean, that's how it works in Tears of the Kingdom. That's true. You're a wizard with a sword. Are you yep. a wizard? <laughs> yeah. If you shoot, if you have a, if you attach that gemstone to a magic rod or to mm. a sword, it'll just still shoot balls of lightning. I do very, like how they bounce. They bounce along the ground in a very pleasing way in that game. It's yeah. true. They feel like they look like they should be like 
Goopy. Yeah. You could pick one up. <laughs> they're, yeah. They're like the Mario water fireballs. Ones are very upsetting, though. <laughs> oh, they bounce all over the place. You're not getting any of that goo off the ground. Does does Link in um, Tears of the Kingdom ha- have magic spells? I guess he, like, calls on the abilities of the sages. Yeah. He can get different, you know, elemental powers from certain gems and objects. Because, I mean, in previous games, he had magic spells he could cast. Right. You know, the Raru's fire. Not Raru. <laughs> um, Din's fire and Nehru's love and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think they've... Uh, oh, and uh, they've they've kind of done away with that. Uh, like, I can't think of if there were spells in games besides Ocarina of Time. Because, like, if you look at... Link to the Past, for example. They're all tied to items. Like, you get a medallion that lets you make an earthquake or explosions. Yeah, but you do need magic to fuel it up, so I assume you're doing some kind of spell. Yeah. Hmm. And you have, like, magic wands. I mean, you're right that it's still tied to an item, but you're, like, wearing a magic cloak that makes you invisible and stuff like that. Oh, I guess you don't have a magic meter in this one like you do in older games. You have stamina instead. Isn't there a mechanic for that in Dungeons and Dragons where, like, you're a wizard if you use a spellbook, you're a sorcerer if you have the magic, but isn't there one where you can do magic only if you have the object that does the magic? I mean, that's kind of the way that rogues were originally built. Mm, In the the first version of Dungeons and Dragons, they were like, well, rogues kind of suck because you can't fight or do magic. So they're like, what if we make it that rogues' thing is that they are good at using whatever they find, whether it be weapons or magic spells on Hmm. scrolls and stuff like that. So Link is a rogue. I could buy that. Yeah. I mean, rogues have kind of become the the people who are just a little bit good at everything. Yeah, that's Link. Yeah, he's the Link of all trades. (laughs) Yeah. Although he's so fucking good at fighting with a sword in those games. Yeah, that's true. I... I do love the fact that people are always meeting him and they're like, you're so tiny, you can't possibly be good at sword fighting. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, fucking kills an entire army of of spider robots <laughs> and sa- single-handedly saves all of human civilization with just a sword. Yeah. Jesus Christ, he's such a good sword fighter. He's so <laughs> good at swords that he gets the special sword from God and when he doesn't take any damage, he can shoot magic beams out of it. Mm-hmm. And when, and he uses that special sword from God until the sword breaks. <laughs> yeah, yep. not till he can't fight anymore. <laughs> He's the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> yep. Yes. Oh man. Anyway, anyway, um, we're, we're not going to talk about Zelda. No, true. we're talking we're about Link. Yo, <laughs> oh, that's true. Um. Anyway, the new Diablo game is pretty fun. I think they did a better job in this one than they did in Diablo 3 of making the classes feel different. That's good. Um, In Diablo 3, one of the biggest problems with that game, in my mind, was the fact that, like, for the first 10 hours of the game, all the classes were basically doing the same things, and Uh then you would specialize and stuff like that. This game... I started out playing as a necromancer and making an army of skeletons, which is my usual go-to for playing uh, Diablo games, and it was fine, but I really wanted to get into the action more, uh, so I restarted as a sorceress, and it is very fun. I 
specialized entirely in lightning magic. So now my body just shoots lightning out of it constantly. Nice. <laughs> so when enemies come near me to attack me, they just get electrocuted. And it's so fun. You turn the entire battlefield into a big electrical uh, like thunderstorm, and it's great. Nice. <clears throat> so does Diablo have a plot? Or is it just like this premise about, you know, this world of demons and angels? Are there like it, twists and turns you'll find out as you play? Yeah, so, hmm. well, I don't know about this one. I assume there will be. In previous ones, there were plots where as you were going from level to level, you would, you know, uncover ancient mysteries that would say, here's where, you know, the demons are coming from. And you find out mm -hmm. that Ball is chained under a mountain and you have to go and kill him or whatever. The old mm -hmm. Ball and Chain. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, so this one is has already been a little bit of has has a little bit of plot where at the beginning you see people doing a ritual to resurrect Lilith and then Lilith comes and kills them all. Uh, and then you see her visiting all these different little human settlements and convincing them to stop being alive like, religious. Oh, well, eventually, <laughs> yes, but. There, there is like a religion in this world that people think that they need to be uh, puritanical in order to achieve going to heaven or whatever. And Lilith is telling people that they should instead enjoy the world that they are in now and not Live worry deliciously. about heaven. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And so people are corrupted by her and then they do lots of murders and stuff. So I assume that we are going to continue that plot of finding her and finding out why what her plan is and then trying to foil it or whatever but i don't know man i really don't like that very like christian focused idea that like oh a demon's bad because it's going to convince you to enjoy your life well yeah. i mean the way that it's i don't think that it's she's like you see a cutscene where she's like hey everyone in church that priest is telling you that you shouldn't fuck each other for fun all the time you should murder that priest and then you can do whatever you want and then they like beat him to death with a with a crucifix or whatever yeah both like, both people are wrong in that scenario the priest <laughs> yeah. is wrong and yeah. lilith is wrong yes you now you understand the premise of diablo <laughs> okay i see well, now i understand the premise of diablo you're right yes now we're um, all sons of bitches does the, <laughs> does this one have um a insane microtransaction store like Diablo 3 did that everyone hated? Not yet. Yeah, that <laughs> so was a later... On the ground floor. That was a later yeah. addition to Diablo 3, I think, the marketplace. Yeah, there is, like, a little store area where you can buy cosmetics for your horse or whatever. Ooh, horse you, armor. That's, horse makeup. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it. Yes, it's basically horse makeup. Um... But that's all there is so far, and I'm not interested in that, so it's fine. Remember when um, Remember when DLC was new enough that everyone was making fun of Skyrim for having horse armor that you paid for? Yeah. And that was like that was pretty good DLC in Skyrim, though. Yeah, that is significantly better than the type of thing that people will pay for now. Which is like, yeah. you get a special hat to wear in Fortnite. You could make your axe look like a super laser axe, and it doesn't do anything different, and it costs I like $20. That, <laughs> I like that you referenced Fortnite hats as if that wasn't 10 years before Skyrim came out. No, Team Fortress 2 had hats. 
but oh, that was true. also after after the horse armor, as far as I know. Um, I don't know. Hats. That, that was, all these references are 20 years old, is my point. No, what? Fortnite came out in, like, 2014 or something. Mm-hmm. That's or 10 after years that. That's 10 years ago. Skyrim came out in 2011. Yeah. Hey, Louisa, have you tried Skyrim yet? No. Thank you for the drama of that. <laughs> I leaned in. <laughs> yeah. I could tell. Oh, boy. You know, I keep... All the times I thought, well, maybe I might want to try it, I was like, no, I want to hold out for Tears of the Kingdom instead. And I feel like that was the right move for me. I mean, Tears of the Kingdom is better than Skyrim for sure, but Skyrim is still pretty good. Yeah, I mean, maybe someday. Maybe Skyrim Um, 2. One of the things that I do like about this new Diablo game, though, is in Diablo 3... There's a plot line where you find this man who is, like, gibbering and insane and wandering through the icy plains of whatever, uh, and you, like, rescue him and you help him and you find out that he is an angel who mm. lost his memory or whatever and he becomes this super angel warrior that helps you to fight and things like that. Um, in this game, people are like, yeah, our religion is based on worshiping this one guy who was a human who became an angel and I, so you the player are like wait i know what happened and that's not what happened but the religion is based around this belief that a person can become an angel i think that's pretty interesting and also mm. there's a lot of people who are like and that angel is perfect and great but i know from playing diablo 3 that he was kind of an asshole <laughs> so no, i think he's still kind of an asshole is the eponymous demon diablo in this one i don't know in theory you killed him in diablo 2 interesting um, I how did they deal with that in diablo 3 in diablo 3 you go to like where his he died and it, it like his blood is animating demons there or something but that's not super relevant in diablo 3 you have to eventually fight and kill the grim reaper i think (laughs) there's another demon as well great and then no one can die and the world is fixed Uh, yeah i apologize to all the elder scrolls head the infamous uh horse armor dlc was from oblivion and came out in 2006 Mm -hmm. yes that's that's the one that's the one all the DLC for Skyrim that I recall was very good, actually. The the vampire one where you could become a werewolf. Yeah, I think you ju- they just had expansion packs for that one and not like yeah. you can buy an individual set of horse armor. That, that one DLC where the previous Dovahkiin showed up and was like, I'm a ghost now, but I'm still a better dragon speaker than you, fuckface. Pretty wild. You remember that? No, not really. It's been a while. (laughs) Anyway, um, so if you want a mindless game, try Diablo 4. It's pretty mindless, but it's fun. Nice. Uh, Louisa, what did you do this week? This week I made another key lime pie. Have Uh I talked about that yet this year? Because God, I love key lime pie. My favorite pie. Mm, Really? Mm -hmm. You like a, a, what, a cherry pie? I think... The the old man answer, unfortunately, is true that uh, pecan pie is my favorite pie. Ah, uh, okay. <clears throat> now, what about, like, what if you take the pecans out and you're just having, like, a shoe fly pie or treacle pie or whatever? chess pie, isn't it? Yeah, chess pie? It, 
it needs the nuts for saltiness and for crunchiness. Mm, okay. I mean, a shoe fly pie or a chess pie is fine, but it is not as good as a pecan pie. Is that correct to say that treacle pie is one of those two? Uh, is, that, is that different? I'm trying to think know. of what you're thinking of. Yeah, like try a treacle to, tart. Try to mean? discern what I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe. treacle tart is what I would have guessed. Yeah, treacle is yeah. is just like burnt sugar type of thing, right? Like a molasses based thing. Yeah, it's sugar runoff from the sugar production industry, so it's like the less good dregs of sugar, which of course poor people have always eaten. So it's wor- yeah. it's worse molasses. It's like you know when they say refined sugar, yeah. the refined part, the part that they refine off, that's treacle. <laughs> now, see, I thought that was molasses. <clears throat> I think it I think depends on is, the sugar is source. God, it's complicated. I think it depends on what plant source you're getting the sugar from to determine which of these types of things you can get. Anyway, treacle is very sweet, of course, like corn syrup, but it has a weird bitter edge to it that kind of tastes like tar. Mm, delicious. Yep. Yeah. That's oh. why that that's how you start getting into smoking cigarettes when you're young in uh Victorian England. Yeah. yeah. You're like, mmm, just like treacle. <clears throat> yep. Oh, uh, what were anyway. we? Oh. Pies. Yeah. Jeff, what's your favorite pie if we're still talking about Come on, pies? Jeff. I don't know. I <clears throat> Ooh, does shepherd's pie count? I might like no, shepherd's pie. No, sweet pies than... only okay. for this one. Okay, uh, okay, okay, okay. I I really like pumpkin pie. Sorry. Mm, yes. Oh, it is good. Mm, you don't like the crust, though, so I'm going to say maybe you don't like pumpkin pie. What do you mean I don't like the crust? Don't you usually make a crustless pumpkin pie? No, what? Isn't that just a bowl of pumpkin custard? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it is. I thought, <clears throat> I thought that was Jeff's thing, not eating the crust. No, that's not my thing at all. No, I, I remember Jeff usually brings to Friendsgiving a... Um, a a pumpkin pie that is mostly custardless. It's mostly just pureed pumpkin, right? Yeah, I've done a, like a vegan pumpkin pie in yeah, a yeah. in a graham cracker crust. All right, fair enough. I'm getting you confused with someone else, I guess. I do like mm-hmm. a pumpkin pie though. That's maybe my favorite mm, cold weather pie. It's uh, for mm. me the best kind of pie is any custard base with a flavor in it. I know I just said I like yeah. the pie better, and that's true, but. In terms of categories of pie, mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, I know key lime pie falls into this category, but like, you yeah. like key lime cust- pie too. Custard or curd pie, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's what I love about it. It's a great, it's one of those things where it involves um, uh, pre made things, but it can't not involve them. Like, the basis of a, a key lime pie is lime juice and condensed milk. And you can't make it without condensed milk. So. It's one of those, like, modern 20th century types of pies. Ugh, you can't, you can't condense your own milk? Uh, God, I wonder how much milk you'd have to get to condense it down to one 14-ounce can's worth. Ooh. I don't know. Sounds like an experiment for you. Yeah, condense <laughs> your own milk, coward. Could you, I could you not? Could you not make lime curd like you make the curd for lemon bars, but with lime instead of lemon, and use that? You could, um, I wouldn't like that. I don't like lemon and lime curd very much. I I feel like they get way too eggy, even though there are eggs in a key lime pie. I don't taste them like I do with lemon curd. Oh, that's my favorite part of lemon curd is the egginess. (laughs) Mmm, eggs. Uh, I mean, you could, but also I think if you tried to double bake lemon curd, it would dry out into, like, fruit leather. 
is might be a hmm. problem. You know? That sounds really good, actually. <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, when I make lemon bars, I you know blind bake the crust and then pour on the curd and then just let it set. I don't bake it a second time. So okay. I mean, you could. I, bet I you guess. could do that with lime curd. I mean, uh, lemon bars are just a lemon pie without the sides, right? Yeah, I mean, you can pick <laughs> lime bars for sure. I just don't like those flavors, I guess, as much mm. as I like the pie. This never uh, occurred to you. Mm. Ooh. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It should be on an apron. I can't think of what phrase would be on an apron, but it should be. Uh, so I've switched over to doing uh, ginger snap crusts for these instead of graham cracker. Ooh. Once I realized that, hey, graham crackers don't taste like very much and you don't have to use them, actually. Yeah, that sounds really good. <laughs> I want some yeah, bake your own buy now. <laughs> do you bake your own ginger snaps and then grind them up or do you just get a box of them at the store? I just bought them. I thought about baking my own, but I find I find with homemade cookies, it's really hard to get them crunchy, but in no way burned. Because for something like this where you're grinding up crumbs, you don't want any moisture or chewiness in the cookies in the first place, and that's hard to get without burning them, I find. Do they, when they make things like ginger snaps or Oreos, like those super duper crispy cookies, do you think they just bake them for a really long time at a low temperature to prevent them from burning? Yes. Yes, I do think that. Yeah, slow cooked. Uh... Nope. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to relay the story somehow. No, I can't. Uh, yeah, so I love key lime pie. It's so good. I already made one in May. I made one again. I can have a little piece every single day. Oh, God. It's so good. Are there... I bet you could do a very good pie with some kind of berry puree curd. Hmm. Like... It's tricky because curd kind of relies on the fruit component being extremely sour. Yeah, I was going to say, what yeah, is what is something do... that is, like, as sour and as sweet as a lime that you could try? I bet you could do a good raspberry curd. Maybe. Pomegranate? <clears throat> I don't think pomegranate's that sour. Yeah. Mm. Grapefruit? Yeah, that's yeah. too bitter. <laughs> but I mean, is, it, is it too bitter or would it be good? I just what don't if, like grapefruit. What if it would be good? <laughs> I mean, people do like sugar. I, I don't think I've ever enjoyed anything that is grapefruit flavored. But no. some people like sugar on grapefruit. And basically, if you made a grapefruit curd, it would just be that with eggs. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I guess. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I don't mind grapefruit. I know that there are uh, varieties of grapefruit that are uh, sweet instead of uh instead of very bitter seems wrong seems very wrong i feel like that when people say that though it's they're sweet relative to regular grapefruits but still much more bitter than a good fruit oh no i was i was very surprised <clears throat> my my parents brought back a bunch of grapefruits from arizona uh when mm. they were visiting my grandmother a few years ago and the they were like these grapefruits are really sweet and i'm like i like a grapefruit but the sweet is not <laughs> generally the thing but like genuinely they were like hmm. they had none of that like eye-watering bitterness tastes like barf a little bit yeah they tasted <laughs> instead like what if a grapefruit was sweet instead did you <laughs> shotgun a whole lot of those miracle berries before you tasted those grapefruits uh yeah i loaded them into a shotgun and fired it at everyone <laughs> and they all were like wow sour stuff tastes sweet now yeah 
That's what you guys ever tried those? About. It's pretty good. I haven't. No. Pretty good. You should try them. They're pretty good. You can get them <laughs> online for like $10. Yeah. It's definitely worth it. Okay. Everyone should try it at least once. Anyway. <laughs> I will. Well, I think um, everyone should try making a key lime pie at least once because it's pretty easy yeah. and they're delicious. Yeah, maybe. Um, I was thinking about making a Bananas Foster ice cream this week. Now, what flavors are we talking about? Banana, of course. Caramel. And is there a liqueur yes. involved? Yes, rum. Ah, yeah, you put rum good. in the caramel though mm. as you're making it. So yeah, the the idea would be that the custard of the ice cream would be banana flavored, and then there would be a swirl of rum caramel in it. That sounds good. Yeah, I think it could be good. I'm gonna give it a shot. See what happens. I feel like the the my journey of ice cream making is now that I just want to make every dessert that you would get that's non ice cream in ice cream form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard because some of them, like, people keep trying to make, like, hot cocoa ice cream. You're like, this is just chocolate. This is nothing. But yes. there are some that have a specific flavor combination, like Bananas mm-hmm. Foster, where you're like, yes, you could put that in ice cream, actually. Yeah. It's hard to and figure my, out. My sickness is that I still want there to be a crunchy element in every ice cream, even yeah. though I know that that's not true. So I'm like, what if I put nuts in there too? But that would take away from the bananas foster flavor, I feel like. What if you made quick toffee, the kind that hardens yeah. so you can crack it into little bits? That's mm. what I was going to say, is if you're going to go for, like, turn one of the bananas foster elements into a crunchy. Mm. Yeah, I could make banana chips like they sell at uh, <laughs> hippie food stores. Yeah, dehydrate <laughs> some bananas and make some toffee. It might be good. I don't know. I think I'm going to try... Round one of banana foster ice cream is going to be just banana flavored uh, custard with a caramel swirl. But I yep. may revisit it and try to figure out a way to put a crunchy element in there. That does sound pretty good. Mm, it's getting to be ice cream season. Which is the crunchiest yeah. element? Is it earth? Crunchiest mm, yes. element? Salt? Is, does, is fire crunchier than mm. earth? Like, like, now, a, now, like hold on. emotionally. I I want to revisit Louise's answer of salt, because the more I think about it, the less sense it makes. <laughs> That's an earth element for sure. Salt. Yeah, no, salt it's not one of the four elements. elements. What does that mean? In well, what way is the salt is salt an element? <laughs> I guess it's an element of flavor. When we're talking about... I, I'm playing along with whatever insane thing Jeff is saying, where the elements are Yeah, we're going to get foods. to Jeff. Don't worry, we'll, we'll get to Jeff. <laughs> yeah. So on, in get, that get sense... As if the elements of the world are the four humors. In that sense, salt mm. has the attributes of earth. You See? still lost me. How is salt <laughs> the thing? Like, it has, has the elements of earth. It has to be food, first of all. Second of all, it has to have something to do with earth. And salt is a rock that we eat. So you're trying to figure out a food representative of each of the four yes. uh, element, like classical elements? Yes. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I now guess you're that on makes board. Sense. <laughs> it's just it was like two more leaps than needed to be made. No, it's necessary when we're talking about what elements uh go into ice cream. Yeah, for sure. Well uh, anyway. Okay. Now now on to Jeff's insane thing. No, um, I'm done. I don't have any more. <laughs> okay, uh, cinnamon. Think... Is cinnamon earth because it's tree bark or is it fire because it tastes spicy? 
earth because it's tree bark again that's a very challenging idea but it's true are you, think, are you saying trees are earth yeah. yeah that i mean what else would they be yeah what else would they be wind water? fire maybe water wood? maybe yeah wood no that's not one of the four elements <laughs> yeah you don't get that one of the five elements though in no, chinese the, mythology the fifth oh. one is heart <laughs> yeah heartwood you never heard of it <clears throat> you don't want to put that in ice cream you'll ruin it yeah depends if it's very tender like um bamboo shoots i feel like a uh, bark just adds too much bite to the ice cream mm-hmm. thank you root beer flavored ice cream that'd be pretty good that would probably be okay it would only be good if you served a scoop of it in vanilla cream soda as a backwards... <laughs> whoa! Uh, whoa! Blowing my mind. I love that. In a, <laughs> serve it in a glass of milk. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> this is like one of those conceptual uh, avant-garde restaurant menus where it's like, no, yeah. you have to listen to me explain this before you eat it. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit. If part of it is it's a bit. It won't taste good, but it is funny. Yeah. No, it can't taste good. I've thought about before if you made a um if you made a spaghetti dish where the spaghetti was flavored with tomato and then the sauce was just like a cream sauce. Okay. Do it. I wonder if that would be good. Only one way that. to find out. Don't they already make that some dried tomato flavored pasta? They do, but I've never heard of it being served like it's spaghetti with tomato sauce, but backwards. I, I'm having a hard time <laughs> relating a cream sauce to wheat flavored, I guess, is my problem. It's mm. true. I was trying to think, like, just... I what mean, if it was in a beer sauce? Okay. Okay. All <laughs> it's right. It's challenging. I know it's challenging. Uh, what if... I don't really understand what a beer sauce means, like, <laughs> yeah, beer either. thickened with... Rue? Beer cheese, maybe? No, the, the cheese is the flavor yeah. element you're going to get mostly there. This is why I was thinking, like, if you made just a bechamel without any other flavoring in it, you would just get the flour flavor from the roux. <laughs> mm. I mean, yeah, I guess. Okay. It doesn't sound very good, to be no, honest. It Can it's... we think of any other fun backwards foods, though, is the question. No, I like this. Turning spaghetti and sauce into a tomato porridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess if you wanted to go full horror, mm-hmm. you would have to, instead of making pasta and then flavoring it with tomato, you would have to, like, make tomato sauce, like, freeze it, and then extrude it somehow, so that it's Ugh. just noodles that are made of tomato sauce. Make tomato yes. sauce fruit leather. Mm, and Yeah, maybe dehydrate it. Yeah, and, and turn just... that into, yeah, noodles. Mm, very good. Mm. What if you had a really thick sausage and you cut it open and then you oh I it, do and then you put, put a pretzel oh, no. stick inside of it? What about that reverse hot dog? How do we feel about oh, that? Pretzel? Uh, did you say a pretzel stick? Yeah, well, pretzel rod, the big ones. I'm think I was thinking you would want to go for one of those like crunchy breadsticks. Bread yeah, or yeah, even like a pretzel. even a soft breadstick. Pretzel mm. stick would taste better. We can all agree oh, on that. Oh, of course. That. Yeah, that would be but, good. It, we're not trying to make things taste good here. We're trying to make them <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, yeah. We this would be pretty fucked up. It bizarro would look, foods inside you would look out. Look at foods. it, and you'd be like, "I instantly one, I instantly get what this is. Two, I hate it. I hate looking at it." No, you'd Three, look at. I do want to taste it though. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to look at a cross section. Otherwise, you'd look at it and be like, "That's just a hot dog." 
Like but a plain, bunless hot dog. No, you'd see that it's meat, and you'd see that it was split open with bread in there. Oh, I see. It's split cool. open, and the bread is, like, nestled in it like it's... Yeah. Okay, I understand now. I yeah. thought, could like, it make... was wrapped around the... Oh, right. No. C- could you make a million dollars by traveling back in time to when yes. everyone was doing that keto diet and going to state fairs and selling keto-friendly hot dogs that's just... A hot dog inside of another hot dog like the hot the one hot dog is split open and you put another hot dog inside of it yes i think you could probably do that now if you pick the right fare yeah yeah i mean there are people who are still avoiding carbs gluten something one of those yeah people are always avoiding those... stuff what if you got one of those big kosher dill pickles and split that and put a hot dog in it? Uh, that's probably already a thing. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. Horrible. Doesn't sound that bad, actually. <laughs> I mean, I guess people put pickle relish on hot dogs, so this is just cutting out the middleman. Yeah, yeah exactly. The middleman is a hot dog that you cut and put into mm. a pickle. That's what we call this dish. It's a middleman, it's and the man is the hot dog. Cutting out the middle, the middle comma, of man. Yes, yes, yes. Pickle. It's all very yeah, good. Yeah, the anyway. hot dog's in a pickle. I like that one, too. Yeah, hot dog and a pickle is the one that I think you could actually yeah, I think so. be the next wave of fair food. Ugh, yeah. I'm really glad we got here. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, good job, Now, everyone. hold on. Is the way that you make this fair food that you get the pickle and you deep fry it, batter it and deep fry it, and then cut it open and put a hot dog in it? We're getting very close to actually yeah. maybe good food. <laughs> See, the thing is, I think that's correct for fair food, but if you're trying to make it gluten-free food, you've ruined the idea again. That's true. Um, Anyway. What about a big mozzarella stick? I do like that idea. And then you just have a hot dog swimming in molten cheese in there. Oh, okay. I thought you just were talking about a big mozzarella stick. I didn't realize it was still hot dog (laughs) related. Inside a pickle, maybe? That could be good. What if it was a reverse jalapeno popper, where it was mozzarella split in half and then filled with those pickled jalapeno slices? Ooh, now this. I am very on board with Mm. this one. Yeah, we've done it. I would would absolutely have this. I'm surprised this doesn't already exist. Because couldn't you just, like, before you fry your mozzarella stick, just like cut open the ball of mozzarella and put some pickled jalapenos in there. That sounds good. That sounds genuinely good. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Okay, good. We figured out food. Uh, now, Jeff, do we have to put the week? breading inside of it? <laughs> Sorry, first. Is the breading uh, going inside? Mm, to make it truly inverse, you would have to. Okay, yeah, that's bad. How? You'd have to build this all around a whopper. <laughs> Gross. Like wash the... off the chocolate of the whopper. And... Oh yeah, I was gonna ask what kind of whopper you meant. <laughs> oh no, not like the burger. You thing. have to build this all around a big cheeseburger. <laughs> um, I the thing I did this week was the sky turned hey, yellow. Hey, 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 Jeff, what did you do this week? I was I already, already said asked. <laughs> That's why I just went into it. Jeff was too busy talking about breading at the time, unfortunately. (laughs) The sky turned yellow from wildfires, so uh, I experienced experienced the nightmare of uh, having two days of remote work from home stuff, Mm -hmm. which, gosh, I don't like. Oh, really? I had the exact opposite where I had to go into the office this week, and I was like, God, I hate not being at home when I'm working. (laughs) I just, I don't get anything done. I don't remember what has to be done. Mm. 
Hmm. You're like, I'm home and here's my bed right here. Yep. The only seat I have in my house, my bed. <laughs> and it's connected directly to uh, my Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> wow. How does that work? Is it like those rumble seats where it, the seat vibrates when the, when Mario dies or whatever? Yeah, it just vibrates when he dies, weirdly. <laughs> mm-hmm. It vibrates Morse code messages to me. Yeah, they want you to experience sexual pleasure every time Mario dies as a way to make you Pavlovian response want to murder mustached men. Yeah, you gotta wake up and smell the coffee here, man. Yeah, how... Come on, sheeple. <laughs> um anyway yeah no, i just <laughs> it was it was really weird to just like go to work wednesday and everything seems kind of normal and then like 1 p.m wednesday you look out the window and it looks like blade runner 2049 yeah and you look out the window an hour of... later and uh timothy chalamet is riding a giant worm i kind of liked how i'm uh, obviously further south than you so i don't think i got it quite as bad it ended up kind of just looking like it was the golden hour for most of the day no it was like dark midday <laughs> like the sun was blotted out and the whole uh sky was yellow visibility was down to like a quarter mile or something crazy weird wow yeah, yeah. we never got that here we just got a white sky because the day that it was worse i was like it's sunny though like isn't it clear skies and i looked up and i realized no everything is perfectly white and i guess that was just the smog cloud cover i don't know yeah, yeah. eerie yeah, very strange. It was cool how it smelled like a like a campfire outside all the time, though. Mm. Yeah, I did. I did enjoy the scent uh, until it became hazardous to enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I did wear a mask every time I went outside, but you know it was starting to seep in through the walls a little bit. Uh, oh, I guess I also seen that new Spider-Man movie. Oh, how was it? I heard it ends I haven't seen abruptly. It yet. No spoilers. Because it's uh, part one. Yeah, I feel like a bunch of people did not real like. Yeah. For some reason, didn't pay attention that it was announced as part one of a two-part sequel. Um, but, gosh, it's so... Is it as good as the first one? Visually, it is, like, leaps and bounds ahead. Like, Ooh. the perhaps the best animated movie to look at that I've seen. Hmm. Mm-hmm. The plot does not... It didn't need to be the longest American animated film of all time. <laughs> oh no. It's two hours and twenty minutes. Damn. And it does Why? it does that really annoying thing that usually happens in either action movies for a wide audience or children's movies, where it builds up a bunch of drama about around revealing plot points that mm-hmm. the filmmakers have already like foreshadowed enough that you know them. And the whole yeah. ten minutes leading up to the reveal of like, oh, this is actually what's going on. I'm just sitting there like, yeah, I, I know. You told me earlier through the storytelling, the filmmaking. <laughs> this is how I felt about that reveal in Tears of the Kingdom that we talked about before the show started. But I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. spoil here. Do you think this is a reflection of these being media uh, uh, also meant as well as adults for children so that they don't know how to recognize tropes yet? Yeah, it might just be because it's for children, but I don't know. It just felt... There's, like, 
so so much of it like they remind you about specific plot points to do with the like multiverse stuff and the stuff that they choose to remind you about and expand on from the first movie is clearly building towards like a a like a point in the story that will be fun but it ended up just not being fun because they spent so much time completely tensionless like building this this drama for a reveal that was of something that if you didn't already know in the audience you had to have been a very small child hmm. okay but i don't know it, is that is that because of stuff in the movie or because of the way that the movie has been marketed no stuff in the movie okay. uh part because sometimes i felt that way about things where i'm like you are really building up and making us be like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen, except that the trailer for the movie had what's going to happen in it already, so we already know. Yeah, like how Thor Ragnarok tries to surprise us that Hulk is in the movie, but like, yeah. we saw him in the trailer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, there's a little bit of that where if I had been trying to figure out what would happen in the movie based on the trailer and thought about it mm -hmm. more, I would have also known what was going on but it was just like the movie itself is visually stunning and kind of uh a slog plot wise mm, that's hmm. a shame okay but worth a look yeah i mean the first one was good enough that i'm willing to give it a try even if it's not as good there's some fun new spider-mans in there that i like yeah, I saw they had that Spider-Man 2037 or whatever. the 2099. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, he shows up in the post-credits of the first one and ends up being like one of the major characters in this one. Oscar that's Isaac fun. does a pretty good job. Hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, it's fun. Uh, the restraint of not mm. having little dumb cameos from everyone who's ever like voiced <laughs> Spider-Man in a cartoon was yeah. impressive there's like two of those mm -hmm. that's pretty good one of which is you know sony produced it they're also releasing a sequel to their extremely popular spider-man game so there's a couple mm -hmm. little commercials for that in there basically mm -hmm. um and then like i think one of the directors worked on a spider-man tv show uh that was well well liked by fans but uh ended up getting uh canned when like disney bought marvel or something um spider canned is that anything yeah spider can no. does whatever a spider can yeah there um, you go. <laughs> but it was like a is a cartoon called the spectacular spider-man and it was pretty fun yeah. uh and they have like a they basically like reuse a voice clip from that show to give that spider-man a like two second cameo <laughs> Do they have a scene in the movie where there are three Spider-Men all pointing at each other? Uh, because that this movie needs that. Yes, that but the last one? one also had that. Yeah, I was going to say. This has been around for a while. Uh, yeah, when was that cartoon from? The 70s? I think that's the... either the, the I've seen it referred to as 60s Spider-Man. I don't know if it was from the 60s, but that's what it, the internet says. It's hmm. either the 60s limited animation one or the like late 70s, early 80s Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Okay, it's got that Scooby-Doo kind of animation feel to me. Yep. 
Yeah, it's even, I love it's that even one less where he's animated. Dressed as Spider Man, but sitting at a desk like he's a businessman. <laughs> Get me photos of J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, I've been I've been announcing uh, that I've seen this movie by saying that I viewed the most recent two hundred six thousand one hundred photos of Spider Man pictures of Spider Man <laughs> presented sequentially, and then people laugh politely and try to get out of the conversation. Yep. Yeah, I keep saying it over and over and over, uh-huh. and everyone's like, you "Get it, guys!" Everyone's like, "How do you know it's running at twenty frames, twenty four frames per second? It is animated." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, "You're right. I am just guessing." Yep. I've brought shame to my house. Yep. Keep going. No, that's it. <laughs> um, what are we doing this on this dangle show? Oh well, good question. And the answer is. We go to the WikiHow Suggested Articles page and enter a random word where we can see a list of articles requested religious to that word, and then we give people advice on how to do those things. And today's word is ample. I don't have a link. Yeah, you didn't put oh, it in the chat for sorry, us. I forgot. I, yeah. Uh, I was talking to Jeff before we started recording and before Louisa joined um, about the fact that I'm sad that there's not a way for us to search for word for the suggestions that just have the word ample and not oh, yeah. other words that contain ample because almost all these are have the word sample yeah. which does contain the word ample but i'm very curious now if there are any requests for ample yeah how do i make sure i have ample amounts of pie at my barbecue mm-hmm. make it make the pie yeah make extra pies make secret pies don't tell people that you have them until they run out of the one pie and then you're the hero look we have another pie you say Ooh, backup pies like mm-hmm. uh, is, like when like when the big christmas present is saved for after all the other ones are open yeah mm-hmm. oh there's one and more the, pie here behind the couch and the big christmas present is a pie <laughs> Ooh. what kind of pie yeah, would you make pie. for christmas mince mince pie obviously what is that it is chopped up fruits cooked down in cinnamon and sugar and then in a pie okay i was worried because mince is also the word used for ground meats in yeah no that's minced meat well they used they used to be the same thing in the victorian era you would use the good quality beef suet to make this sweet pie so it would have that and it usually some meat as well to sort of um uh bulk out the ingredients but eventually we took the meat out and we kept butter and stuff instead Nice. Yep. Yeah. Pretty good. I would eat a mint sweet pie with real meat in it. Why not? Do it. Make yeah, one. Sure. You're in pie <laughs> Maybe. mode. Maybe. It's true. You're in your you pie. You can't make it in the pie. summer, though. Yeah, no, you no, go no, to no. jail. Now, what's a good summer pie besides key lime? Key lime, <laughs> key lime pie. <laughs> uh, banana cream. I don't care for bananas. Mm. Uh, blackberry pie. Any any fruit pie is good in the summer, I think. Hmm. Now, pumpkin mm. pie is technically a fruit pie. No, it's not. Pumpkins are fruit. Gourd, right? Yeah, that's it's a type a of fruit. Yeah, I don't think that's right. It is. <clears throat> uh, I don't know. It's fair. Mm, ice cream pie. Get a nice Oreo crust. Slap some cookies and cream ice cream in there. Yeah, there we go. I've, you know, I tried that, but every time I put it in the oven, it comes out with a side. <laughs> <laughs> ding ding ding. Boom. <laughs> anyway, we haven't said any of the actual <laughs> articles that people are requesting for sample. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how to sample vocals. Uh, clip them from this podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, everyone come up with what your uh, voice sample on a hip-hop record would be. Louisa, you go Oh, first. shit. No, no, I need more time to think. Uh, let's oh, perfect. That was a good one. That was pretty good. 
We need to get it clean, though. <laughs> uh, all I can think of now is a strong man saying the system is down. No, you can't do that. That's already a, that's another person's voice sample. But when I try to think of it, that's all I can think of. You see my dilemma. Mm. Uh, all right, Jeff, we've stalled in long enough. What's your voice sample go? Base. <laughs> that's what I'm going to go with. I like that because that could be the baseline for for the song. It's true. <sighs> Matt, no, nothing. Well, I was waiting for someone to prompt me so that they could. Okay, clip this. This music is crazy. <sighs> Good. Ooh, chills. Clip this in your pipe and smoke it. Ooh, that's pretty good too. That's what you were when you said clip this. That's what I thought. <laughs> I mean, clip this in your in your pipe and smoke it is a good voice sample as well. Yeah. Uh, this dance floor is condemned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone must. Hey, everyone! Everyone, stop dancing! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get off of the dance floor! Oh my God, it's going to collapse. You think that I'm joking, but seriously, you have to stop dancing. <laughs> this isn't just the sample from the song. <laughs> We're very serious still... right now. This is a warning. I know there's still a beat going on, but this isn't the song anymore. You need to leave immediately and stop <laughs> dancing. Here comes the drop. Okay, now you have to get off the dance floor because it's very dangerous. Wow, you would wait until after the drop? That seems... Yeah. The drop is when the floor is going to collapse, Louisa. <laughs> yeah, well, the drop is oh. when the, there's the most stress on the dance floor itself. Mm-hmm. Only in the fun way, like uh, It's a Wonderful Life, where they all are then in the pool. Oh man, has anyone ever remixed that uh, <laughs> scene of it with like dubstep over it? Yeah, so the drop hits and the floor collapses into the pool. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Oh man! If you were gonna re oh, when they make the reboot of It's a Wonderful Life, that's what's gonna happen. It's gonna be Timothy Chalamet (laughs) dancing in a gym, and then the whole floor collapses into a a pool underneath. No, no, they're gonna pick someone who's the right age, and then use digital effects to de-age him. (laughs) Okay, so it's gonna be like fucking Chris Pratt. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Make him look like a weird smooth baby. Mm Mm-hmm. Or uh. Uh. Bradley Cooper. He feels like he feels like he would uh, write, direct, and star in a remake of It's a Wonderful Life. See, now you're making it sound like it might be a good movie, though. Because <laughs> oh, I actually no. think Bradley Cooper's pretty good. It would be fine. Probably. Yeah, be fine. <laughs> uh, maybe. I mean, his, I his A Star is Born is fine. I have not seen You made that me one, realize so. I have no no idea about the age difference between Chris Pratt and uh, Bradley Cooper. They might be five years apart. They might be 20 years apart. I have no idea. I'm going to bet that they're the exact same age to the day. They were born on the same day. Ooh, so Chris Pratt is the uh, Wario to Bradley Cooper. That might be true. Mm. You love everything being the Wario of something. Yeah, I like I things think to fit. that's the third time you've referenced things being the Wario of something this podcast. Not in this episode. We did a bunch of that oh. last week. You, you've definitely said it at least twice today, but I think one of them was before we started recording. Mm. Okay. Oh, man. I have looked them up. Sorry okay. to fact check, but they are indeed five years apart. Wow, good job. Chris so Pat is five which years younger. Which one's older? 
<laughs> Bradley, Bradley Cooper, Cooper of course. I figured, yes, but you never know. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that Chris Pratt was already 43. Yeah. But I guess Parks and Rec was like, oh my god, 14 years ago years. is when no, it started. Don't think about it. <laughs> there hasn't been a Parks and Rec here in 50 years. <laughs> oh god. I do really love the simplicity of this one. How to sample. Yep. Uh, you just take a little bit of something to see if you like mm. it or not. It's... Just go to Costco. I feel like they've got a lot of that. Yeah. Sorry that my... There will be experts there to walk you through it. Sorry that I dinged. What? My phone made a bell noise. Cause... Are you still doing voice samples for the uh, music <laughs> video or whatever? That would be fun. No. Sorry. So- sorry. Sorry that I dinged. <laughs> I hate this song. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep putting this on at every party? Lisa's d- still doing voice samples, too. <laughs> I hate this song. No, stop playing. We're going to get a copyright strike. Seriously, turn this song off. It's bad. Uh, I like that all of our jokes about voice samples in a dubstep song are just trying to reverse psychology people into loving it. <laughs> Gaslighting to tell them that there's something bad happening at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you sample wine? I know you're not supposed to swallow it. You're just supposed to put it in your mouth and then say things like uh, notes of smoke and flint. Maybe that's how you sample wine. Yeah, no, you know? I, I guzzle it. I'm like, there's not hints here. There's a whole goddamn uh, puzzle solution to, of flint and smoke. I- I was at a party maybe a year ago where someone had set up like a little wine sample thing where they had those little cups like you get at the dentist for mouthwash mm-hmm. um, that you could fill up with all the different uh, different wines to sample them to tell the difference between regions and stuff. And it was very cool. Um, but at one point, somebody did come up to me and say, you're not supposed to swallow it. And I said, fuck you. <laughs> this is a party, man. <laughs> I have a friend who accidentally did that she and her fiance did not know that you're not supposed to swallow wine at a uh, wine sampling they were not told that and they went to a place that did wine samplings for uh wedding venues and they got so drunk they had to call an uber to take them home because (laughs) they didn't realize how much wine they were drinking now i also did one of these for when i was planning my wedding where we tried a bunch of different wines but uh the guy was like, you don't have to swallow it. And we said, but we can, right? And we did anyway, and it was great. Yeah. Well, I feel Very like you fun. can hold your liquor better than this friend of mine, who I will not That's name. That's true. I, I'm i a big boy. <laughs> so there's a lot of meat to soak up that alcohol. <laughs> That's what you need. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just like a mince pie. You pour the alcohol <laughs> into the meat directly, and it soaks it up. Yeah. I mean, you're just describing stew now. Oh, who's man. who's still mm, how to obtain dna samples in the fun way or the not uh, so fun way on law and order they would just like hang around at a press conference and then scoop up uh the wastebasket with tissues in it afterwards or stabler uh sucks someone's dick and then keeps the jizz and spits it into a little cup that better yeah, not be a real be... plot line jeff no it's not <laughs> That would be crazy. <laughs> that would be it's crazy. It's going to get mixed up with his, his DNA, though. It's going to make a hybrid. Yeah. They're going to be like, whoever did this murder was half Stabler and half the, the obvious murderer. Oh, half, no, they had a child. Half a Stabler child and half guest star Jake Busey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Ugh, yeah. Um, did you guys ever see Gattaca? No. That's Ethan Hawke and... What's her name? Jude Law and Uma Thurman? Maybe? Uma Thurman, that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. I've heard of it and don't know what it is, besides a movie. It's a sci-fi movie. It's pretty good, actually, about... um. Like, a future where everyone's baby is genetically engineered in the womb. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, bef- when you get pregnant, you can have your baby's genetic imperfections taken out of their DNA and stuff like that. Anyway, Ethan Hawke plays, like, one of the last humans born before that technology became widespread. Uh, and he's trying to make a place for himself in society. And he, but like everyone's like, oh, you're one of those imperfect people. We don't need you around. Uh, and he meets Jude Law, who was born perfect, but then has an accident where he lo- loses the use of his legs. So he, he and Jude Law enter into an agreement where he's going to pretend to be Jude Law to get a job. Um, and he has to like scrub his body every day so that he doesn't leave any dna behind for people to Mm. to notice that he's not really jude law Mm. um but if you were to believe that movie you could obtain a dna sample just from like going to a chair someone sat in and is like (laughs) "Mm, there's some dna on here yeah also wouldn't you have to completely shave your head and pluck out all your eyelashes and everything as well that he like he does like the those wire brush anti shedding dog <laughs> combs in his hair every day. This movie sounds crazy. It's pretty good. Okay. I mean, Jeff, I think you would like it. Louisa, I think you'd think it was boring. Yeah, I'd probably I'll probably watch it someday. Uh, perhaps, possibly. Isn't that where Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke met, and then they got married, or something? They were in a long term relationship, no or something idea. like that. Yeah. Yeah, and then they were going to get married, but then um, that guy from uh, Kung Kung Fu showed up and killed everyone and buried her alive. (sighs) She had to go on a revenge tour. Is that the plot of Kill Bill? (laughs) I think that's the plot of Kill Bill. Sure, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Anyway, how to (laughs) sample? Say something after that, Jeff. No, how to sample beats? (laughs) We did that. We did that one. How to... Oh, wait. Yeah, wait I don't think we ve- did. Wait, wait, wait. Is it the vegetable? Yeah. No. Mm. Uh, it is unfortunate. I had golden beets for the first time. Those are so good. A few months ago. And it was, they were pretty good. Now, They're if you... delicious and they don't stain all your food. If, yeah. if you process the sugar out of the beets, can mm-hmm. you get treacle or molasses? Yes. Beet, beet treacle. Beet molasses. <laughs> you yeah. can get beet molasses, yes. That sounds Beat Treacle is your DJ name, isn't it, Jeff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> DJ Beat Got Treacle. <laughs> I like that how to collect water name. samples and how to sample water are both on here. Collecting water samples makes me think you're putting it in like a little plastic vial, whereas yeah. sample water makes me think that you're like going to all of the hot springs in <laughs> like Sweden and tasting each one. Yeah, you're <laughs> drinking it out of several little vials, actually. Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> yeah, you collect your water samples for enjoying them later in the privacy of your own home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. <laughs> the idea that different waters have different tastes, I know it's true, but it's so gross to me. Yeah. <clears throat> there's like um there's a place in New York that has a plethora, an ample amount of uh 
of natural springs and one of the things that they the tourist books say is that you should go taste the water from the seven different springs or whatever and that just sounds absolutely disgusting to me yeah i don't like to think about drinking water this is probably bad probably why i'm dehydrated all the time no you have to do it without thinking about it what if you don't drink any water but you just soak in a bathtub full of water at all times louisa Mm. do you think that your skin would absorb it in through osmosis yes i wonder if you can get the right salt level to make your body absorb more water like you're brining yourself i think your i think your skin eventually would uh start falling off yeah you get out before that point that's how (laughs) hydrated you are is that you're becoming one with Mm -hmm. the water Mm -hmm. you finally learned the way of water Mm -hmm. you and avatar are best friends now hey that's a movie where you sit where people are laying in a tank of water Oh, that's true. Is it water or is it some kind of goo? It's probably some kind of sci-fi goo, but, you know. Yeah. Like Minority Report goo? I mean, it's... Never... I imagine it's like a, uh, a like, oxygenated, thickened saline, right? So that they can get... Do they have a mask on or are they just, like, a fucking corpse in it up in there? Well, the Avatar body is just in there. I think, I don't think it has, like, a mask on, but when they're in their, like, control tank to control the Avatar, I actually don't remember if that has water in it. Uh-oh. This is so fucking complicated. I ha- I saw that movie once a long time ago and hated it. I, are you telling me that there's two different kinds of tanks? Well, there's, so they make the Avatar bodies by combining your DNA with these blue 12-foot-tall cat aliens. Yes. And before you, like, when it's not in use, it just is kind of like in a coma. So they put it in a tank. We're first introduced to Jake Sully's avatar floating in a tank. But then he has to get in a tank to control it. Why? You're dinging again! I dinged again. Yeah, there's too many tanks. Like, you can't have more than one type of tank in your sci-fi movie. I genuinely think that's not a good idea. What if it's like the battle tank type of tank? Like a... If you were... Okay, if you had a tank that had like a cannon on top of it that you could go into the battlefield with and you, you controlled that by laying in a tank full of goo, that I would be on board with. Yeah. We solved it. We wrote the perfect movie. Yep. Jeff is now just distracted by his dings. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <sighs> how, to, how to chop samples? What do you think that means? Is that another sound thing? Yeah, it's like you. That's what you have to do before you screw them for oh, for I chopping see. and screwing. What if you go to Costco and you talk to all the people? They're like, "Oh yeah, miniature crab cake. Thank you. Yes, good." And Can I just have half of one? You you slip it into a uh, plastic bag in your pocket. You take all those home. You chop them up and make some kind of weird sample salad. Ooh. What if you what if you chop out the middleman and you just walk up to whoever is giving out samples at Costco and say, "Oh yeah, can you put that down on the table here?" And then when they do, you karate chop it in half and run away. Yeah. Who benefits? No, I like Louise's idea where you become a like uh, you become the like DJ earworm of Costco samples. <laughs> He was going and like mixing them all together and eating them in a big bowl and being like, huh, I didn't think these would go together well, but they kind of do. Yeah. You put that online and everyone's like, oh, it's sad. He used to be normal and now thinks crab cake uh, corn dog salad is a great idea. 
This is like those people you see in documentaries who are like, yeah, I cook up roadkill and serve it to my guests and they never know. Mm-hmm. I get, I'm saying this like it's a universal, but I think it's one specific documentary I saw. Well, it rang true when you said it immediately. Okay, I was like, good. yeah, that kind of person. Yeah, you're right. I just, as I was saying it, I realized how incredibly specific it was. <laughs> Or like that woman who was who got on coupon hoarders or whatever for uh, using cat food instead of tuna. Ugh. Ugh. Gross. I can't think about yeah, it. It's disgusting. And finally, how to write an invitation sample. I don't even you know what that means. You have to use the word cordially. Oh, yeah. I think it's got to be something like, you are cordially invited to blank. Mm-hmm. The... Uh, the, uh, what do people say? The, uh, uh, enjoyment of your presence is requested at, etc. Mm-hmm. But no, no, you can't say etc. You have to, you have to put it, put in the blanks that someone can fill in. So something like, when you arrive, you'll place your blank in a bowl and then take a different one out <laughs> and then see what Wait happens for the rest of the night. <laughs> hmm, I think I know what kind of party this is. <laughs> it's a blank party, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb dumb no it's great Uh, i made a joke out of this very stupid suggestion and you should all be proud of me oh i'm of course i'm proud of you matt okay thank you i I thought it went without saying i apologize that i haven't been (laughs) making it clearer validating me enough you can never validate me enough that's the secret i like the implication that people need to know how to write an invitation because they do a lot of times people will be like, hey, if you want to come over, uh, we're going to have these things to eat and we're going to watch this movie. And at the end, you're like, they never said when. They never fucking said yeah. when this is for. <laughs> people do need a template. It's true. You just have to create a Google Calendar invite. Here's a here's a thing that I think is fucked up. People will sometimes send out invitations and they'll be like, hey, yeah, we're doing this thing at my house. Hmm. See you there. You need to put your address in there because you're adding a step where I need to then go and remember what your address is. And I don't like that. Yeah. Uh, I got very annoyed or I have been very annoyed many times when I've sent out Christmas cards and I've sent them to people that I don't know very well. I've been like, Mm -hmm. hey, would anyone like I've, I've said online, would anyone like a Christmas card? I would love to send you one. You could send me one if you want. And then they're like, yeah, thanks. That would be great. Here's my address. I'm like, fucking you're calling yourself, I don't know, Calamity Ganon online. What is your fucking name? Tell me your name to put on this envelope, dummy. Louisa, Ugh. you absolutely have to send it to Calamity Ganon <laughs> at their address and be like, hey, Calamity Ganon, I'm coming for your ass. Zelda can't keep you protected forever. <laughs> oh, yeah, Zelda's stop hiding behind Ganon? the princess, that coward. That <laughs> That's the twist. That's what we're going to find out <sighs> at the end of Tears of the Kingdom is that she realized that in order for Link to achieve his final form he needed to uh fight calamity ganon at the right moment or whatever listen this this dumbass barely (laughs) noticed that ganondorf had the full name ganon in it Mm -hmm. and that she should be maybe be suspicious of that here's the thing though if you only knew a giant swirling smoke monster and then in the past they're like here's a human man and his name is ganondorf you would be like "Mm, something's up i don't think you would directly put this together right away hi my name is satan schwartz (laughs) yeah it's 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 me uh devilberg (laughs) like you'd be 
a little like, that's interesting. I knew a guy named Devil. <laughs> I knew a guy named the Devil. Mm-hmm. He was the hero of Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> yeah, but think about how likely you'd be in your life to be like, yes, this person is the devil, versus thinking, that's kind of weird. They name themselves like they're the devil. I don't know. I himself after that future devil I met. If yeah. it were if it were a more grounded world, then yeah, I could see it being the like, of course nobody recognizes Clark Kent because Superman doesn't wear a mask, so they don't think he's pretending to be a guy. Mm-hmm. But in this world, where there's ten people, and two of them happen to be named Ganon. <laughs> but they keep recycling names in this world also. That's so you'd be true. like, oh, this might be an ancestor of some other type of Ganon. I went, now I wonder... Weird that in, it's weird that in none of the Zelda games is anyone ever like, yeah, I named my son Link, you know, after that hero from the stories we all tell about a, a hero. Mm-hmm. But every time someone does that, he turns out to be the reincarnation of the hero. I know! <laughs> I would love for there to be a Hold game on. where it's like, yeah, Link is the most common boy's oh. name in Hyrule because everyone wants their son to be the hero. What if that's true, and we just haven't heard about it? Because whenever Link goes anywhere in this game, people are like, Link, huh? Do you know that's the same name as the hero of time? Weird, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is true. We just don't need any of the other Links. Yes. That's what I want to do, though. I wanted to go and be like, hey, my name is Link, and the other person would be like, yeah, I know, I'm Link, too. Everyone's Link. <laughs> yeah. This is a whole town of Links. <laughs> it was uh, that yes. planet full of naming ways in uh, Final Fantasy IV. You, you heroically died versus a giant pig ghost a hundred years ago, so we all named our kids after you in tribute. Everyone mm-hmm. here is named Link and Zelda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... Did Princess Zelda see the, like, messed up spider version of Calamity Ganon? Yes. Because I feel like if she saw that version and then saw Ganondorf, whose name is Ganondorf and he has red hair, just like that weird spider monster, she'd be like, Ganon, spider monster with red hair, Ganondorf, guy with red hair. No. I think she would know the Gerudo have one man born every hundred years, and she would probably be like, I think this guy's related to that Ganon, but I don't think she would think it's the same guy. Why do we not think that she does know it's the same guy? Because there's in a cutscene flashback, she's like, his name gives me like bad vibes, but I don't know. Maybe we should look into not trusting him. Yeah, but I guess my point is, I like... She's not. She doesn't say. Yeah, I don't like that. Like his name gives me bad vibes. I can't tell why it gives me bad vibes. Like, if if we believe that the world is such that she's like, I think that guy is that future Ganon. He's still a king of a of a like a whole tribe of people. You can't be like, you're probably the devil in the future. You'd be like, hey everyone, let's be real cautious around this guy, huh? But you could yeah. maybe tell your like owl dragon uh, cat friend who's the king and trusts that you're from the future. Like, hey, I saw a mummy come back to life that looked exactly like that dude she who does. just suspiciously pledged yeah. fealty. Tell him that. <laughs> she does. She tells him that. exactly that in another <laughs> flashback. It just seems. It seems like she doesn't have enough urgency about it. Yeah. She never knows what's going on, though, does she? I think that there's a very real chance that she would be like, is me starting a war between Hyrule and the Gerudo what leads to him becoming the devil in the future? Mm. I need to be very careful about how I do this. Yeah. 
Plus, she turned 17, then immediately got locked away for 100 years, and now yeah, so she's now back she's in the world and everything's fucked up. She's, she's 117. She which still makes happening. her younger than all of the Sheikah that we meet. <laughs> <sighs> Good game. Great game. Best game. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, uh, spoilers for two. <laughs> yeah, God's favorite game for us uh, is Perfect <laughs> Children. We no. definitely should have said spoilers before we said all that shit about what happens in Tears of the Kingdom. Here's the thing, though. I defy anyone to listen to what we said and parse <laughs> it correctly into spoilers for the game. Yeah, we, That's true. we all, like, this is also all stuff that Louisa figured out from the trailer, so... Yeah, that's true. And none of us are actually done with the game and know where this is going, so it's a toss-up. Yeah, I guess the only real spoiler that we gave was that there are flashbacks, which yeah. you should have figured yeah, out. Yeah, the other one happened. Yeah, this is so. on you. This is your fault. Yep. All right, well, if you accept the blame for that and you want to come back next week, then please do. Uh, if you want to tell a friend about the show, you can do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you would. <laughs> Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, and you can uh, join our Discord to talk to us directly. Give me an existential crisis like one of our fans did this past week when they said <laughs> that I say a certain phrase in a certain way, and I spent all day being like, how do I say it? Yeah. Anyway, I knew exactly as soon as they said it. I That's was like, what's yeah. freaking me out. Everyone else knew. <laughs> Yeah, none of us like to be perceived. That's the problem. Yes. Um, but anyway, if you want to do that, it's very fun uh, in there. And the people in there are way more interesting than the three of us. So you can do that by messaging us on Mastodon. At Matt Heron at Mastodon.online is where you can find me. I have podcasts at weaponizedlanguage.com, and that's all. I'm online at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. Alrighty, well, thanks everyone for listening to the show. Please come back next week. In the meantime, don't forget to keep your pockets on Shrek. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I like it. I'm the best around! <laughs> <laughs>